This is One Bills Live, presented by Kaleida Health. All right, welcome to the middle of the week. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you here on One Bills Live. Glad you could make some time in your day to join us as it is another OTA practice day for the Bills, closed to the media, um, but they were working hard today out on the practice field. I think it's just about wrapping up now. And uh, as we know, next week will be mandatory minicamp. And then the team is basically off for about five to six weeks. And then you blink an eye, summer's over and it's training camp. And you and I are sitting on that little, in that veranda. What do we call that? Is that a veranda? A gazebo, something in our golf shorts. It's almost too big for a gazebo, right? Yeah. A veranda Mm. down in Florida, they call it a lanai. There you go. Oh my gosh! <laughs> We're gonna be over. I'll be out on the lanai outside the stadium. It's my lemonade. Yeah, outside the stadium there at at St. John Fisher, practice be going on. People be you know milling around, yelling at us once in a while. Those are the uh, those are the three weeks we get to wear shorts to work. That's yeah, nice. That's right. I enjoy that. Man, yeah, that's all right. It's a nice perk. I, I it's I'm for it. Small price to pay for driving to Rochester every day and back. <laughs> yeah, you don't stay. I do not stay. Um, and I got a life. I will say that <laughs> I, I probably stay over less than I used to. They, they, do give me, they do give me a room. You know, like I got the dorm room. So yeah. you can go over there and, you know, like, you know, you can keep a change of clothes over there or whatever. We get rained on or whatever. Or take a nap or whatever. <laughs> Take a nap. Well, I'm an old man. I you take naps occasionally. <laughs> All that, and then, but you know, I don't. Yeah, I never stay. I never stay over there. Yeah, I That's, get it. I get it. Come on, man. But I'm telling you, man, we're gonna blink and we're gonna be there. I know. It, it's we'll be gonna there. happen that fast. It will happen very fast. So with OTAs are still going on, obviously. So we'll keep our ear to the ground on any developments there. We do know there was a roster change. This morning that came down, and we heard Brandon Bean, Steve, say this when we had him on our air addressing the media yesterday. They're going to continue to churn the back half of their roster. They did it again this morning, signing cornerback Cameron Dantzler, former starting corner of the Minnesota Vikings, uh, then was released by them, picked up by Washington last year, didn't finish the season with Washington, and was a free agent. He's only 24 years old. Yeah. Guy played in 35 games, was a starter in 26 of them over his three seasons with Minnesota. Um, but then it, I don't know what happened there. He kind of fell out of favor uh, with the coaching staff. Then he was signed by the commanders last March but was released – or this past March, but was released two months later. Um, three career picks, 17 pass breakups. Hasn't had an interception since December 2021. Uh, I got to tell you, Steve, I watched Cameron Dantzler play. I've seen him play a few games. He reminds me of Levi Wallace. That's kind of maybe, right. a, maybe a little bit better athlete. But he reminds me of that kind of player, long athlete. Um, well, Dance does will... executes his assignments. Uh, good in run support. Those are all things that appeal 
to what this defensive staff usually likes to see in a cornerback in their defense. Right. Well, he he's a better athlete than Levi just for the fact that he got drafted in the third round. I mean, you don't that doesn't happen unless that's the case. Um, he's obviously got the measurables as well to go with that. It's going to be interesting to see um, what the Bills find out about him, how he fits into their scheme. But he's certainly exactly what you said. He's got those measurables we've seen the Bills like before. Um, you look at you look at their cornerback room. It's shaping rare, up. Yeah, with rare exception, those guys all fit some yes some, some pretty stringent physical requirements, and Dantzler fits into that. Uh. To make room for him on the roster, the Bills released cornerback Kyler McMichael. He was on the practice squad here last year, came back this year trying to make the roster, but that was cut short, obviously, with the acquisition of Dantzler. What you get in Dantzler over McMichael is a proven player at this level. And so now you run up and down this list, Steve, of corners on this roster. Taron Johnson, Mm. and then you've got Kyrie Elam, Tredavious White, Dane Jackson, uh, Saran Neal is playing corner right now, as he did last year. And then you've got Jamarcus Ingram and Christian Benford. Now you add Cam Dantzler to that group. I mean, we've said it all along, and we said it on yesterday's show. The Bills roster is better this year than it was last year. It's deeper. It's more talented. And nobody outside of Western New York knows it. No, yeah, it's like nobody's National media is tone deaf. Yeah. To this roster being demonstrably better. Think about it. Cam Dantzler and Leonard Floyd in two days. There's two starters. Yeah. They're, they're guys who start. In June. Man, Brandon, I, Brandon's really good, man. B, B, He's B. really good. <laughs> Big baller bean. <laughs> that's, the way, that's the way Tredavious says it. Well, that, he coined the term. He so. coined the term. And that's – I'm – now, I don't know why, you know, Cam Dantzler is available. Obviously, he either didn't fit what they were going to do in Washington. Um, certainly, uh, Minnesota had their reasons for, you know, not coveting him as much as, you know, for a third-round pick. Uh, although he did start a bunch of games for him. Yeah. Um, we'll find that out. And, and they probably have an idea of it already. Um We'll see. Uh, hopefully, for Bills fans and the team, it's just it wasn't a scheme fit. I mean, well, based on his track record for the other alone, teams, based on his track record alone, though, you have to say he's going to compete for one of the top three or four corner spots. Um, you know, Taron Johnson and Saran Neal don't really play on the outside all that much, so taking them out of the equation, yeah, Saran's a you're a looking special teams. Stud. Right, but take, so taking them out of the equation, you're looking at you know Tre'Davious White, Dane Jackson, Kyrie Elam, Christian Benford. You got the rookie Alex Austin, and now you've got Cam Dantzler as part of the equation as well. I mean that's yeah. And then Jamarcus Cam, Ingram, the Cam, kid who was on the practice squad last Cam year, Lewis is also I've, there. I like Jamarcus Ingram a lot in spring practices here. Mm-hmm. He's made some yeah. plays. Jamarcus Ingram, he's one of those 6'2", 190 guys, so he's long, the really same, long. Same so, guy as Dantzler. Right. And so, like I said, the, the only guy that doesn't fit into that would be a guy like Cam Lewis, who's a 5'9", buck 83 guy. Right, but he's playing, you know, he's he's been transitioned to safety last year, and he's still lining up there now, yeah. so. He's on their roster. He's listed as a corner still. Oh, is he? Yeah, and, and on the team, 
well, I said on the team website. So they don't even put up a depth chart at this point of the season. So That's I, right. I'm, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that may be a football thing rather than any of us knowing yeah. what we're talking about. But, yeah, he's still listed as a corner. So, well, he's played both. But so. you've also got, you know, the safety. You've still got Zane Anderson, DeMar, Micah. Dean Marlowe. Jordan. Jared Maiden. Taylor, Taylor Rapp. Rapp. Alec Ann. I'm sorry, that's it. And, yeah, Taylor Rapp. So, we'll see. Are they, it's so deep, There's though. a ton of guys. And I know this is, you know, this it's 90 guys. And, and for the first time, we've seen them cut a guy at one position and, and get a guy, sign a guy at the exact same position. Usually, you know, we've seen that happen as well. So, I'm – man, oh, man. All – for me, at this point, I know – I mean, we're sitting here in the first week of June. <laughs> to me, it all comes down to just staying healthy this year. If the Bills stay healthy this year, the talent level they've got at every position is going to carry them a long, long way. Forget about these guys making each other better in schemes and all that stuff and, and the fact they're going to make plays and all. These guys, the roster itself is just, you know, it it's contender quality. Mm-hmm. And that's – so you just want to feel like you want to end the the season. If, if Vaughn's on the field, if Leonard Floyd's on the field, if, you know, Micah and Poyer are on the field, if Josh is fine and – and Cook is fine, and Vaughn is fine. All these guys. Yeah. You don't have these. And the offensive line all stays intact. Like they have it in years past at times. You just think, man, oh, man. You really feel like this is a roster that is and – and there is some depth there, too, so they can sustain some damage on the injury front. But, man, oh, man, they are – They're loaded. They are loaded to me. And, I, and you're right. <laughs> Nobody's writing about it. It's amazing how much that last game of the season the year before dictates what the narrative is yeah. going for. That last one game, just just one game. It was that case two years ago when the Bills were like the the flavor of the month. They were the guy. They that was it. And just from that Kansas City game, nobody knew anything about the Bills except for that Kansas City game. All the you know Jamokes are in and around the country outside of the fan base. Right. Same thing with this year in the Cincinnati game had a had a really poor outing. Injury riddled, emotionally spent, sabotaged almost, mm-hmm. and now everybody thinks it. They're just looking past them. They're an afterthought. And I'm t- this roster it's is really good. Is better than it was a year ago when everybody was on them. Absolutely, without question. Other Bills news: Josh Allen is the player on the cover of Madden 24 this year. It was officially announced today. I think one of the coolest things is the deluxe edition of Madden 24. Has Josh, like he just leaped into the stands after presumably scoring a touchdown, and he's being swarmed by Bills fans. So, Bills Mafia, congratulations. You are the first NFL fan base to grace the cover of the Madden game. Job well done. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if Josh had some influence on that said, hey, can we get the fans on the cover? So the regular edition of the game will just have Josh with his hands holding on to his shoulder pads at the neck with his head bowed down a little bit in uniform. And then the deluxe edition for our radio listeners has Josh sitting on the edge of the wall, you know, first row of the stands with uh, fans swarming him in exuberation. Yeah. 
much like we see on the, Sundays when players score and jump into the stands. The Madden 24 Deluxe Edition cover with Josh sitting on that on the wall doing the, the Buffalo bounce or whatever you want to call it, jumping in the stands, is a dynamite cover. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is fantastic. Yeah. It's really fantastic. This is also the first time that a Buffalo Bill has been on the cover of the Madden game since they first started putting players on there in 1999. The first four or five years of the game, Madden was on the cover himself, John Madden. Mm -hmm. And then he graced the cover back in 2021 after his passing as a tribute to him. And uh, now it's your guy, Josh Allen, uh, who's going to be on the cover of Madden this year. Pretty cool. That'll be our show topic, which we'll discuss in a second. But before we do that, we go around the NFL. Brought to you by Kaleida Health, the official health care system of the Buffalo Bills. Steve, what do they say when you don't have a true franchise quarterback? If you don't have a true franchise quarterback, I don't know, there's, you're competing. Um, you don't have a quarterback? Yeah, don't you don't what? have one. You have a competition. If you, you have, have two ton- quarterbacks, oh, you don't have one. Right. If you, don't, that if you have thing. two quarterbacks, you don't have any. That seems to be the situation in Washington. Mm. Sam Howell, their draft pick from a couple of years ago, was tabbed to be QB1 going into spring workouts. All goes well. He'll be that in training camp and maybe even in week one. His backup is Jacoby Brissett, who actually has done pretty well the last couple of years in spot duty at his various stops around the league. So head coach Ron Rivera at the outset said second-year quarterback Sam Howell would start 2023 as the Washington Commanders' top quarterback. Now it looks like he may not even get out of minicamp as QB1. The Commanders' head coach told report coach told reporters on Tuesday he's given Howell the edge, but he's not quite committing to him at this point. He said... Um, when he was asked if he saw his quarterback situation as a competition between Howell and Jacoby Brissett, he said, again, it's one of those things that, guys, it's just because I said Howell's going to start off as QB1 doesn't mean he's going to finish as QB1. I like to believe, though, that if he goes out and does things he's capable of, he's got a very good chance of doing that. Then he went on to talk about Jacoby Brissett, saying, I think Jacoby's shown us some things that have really caught people's attention. We talk about Jacoby almost as much as we talk about Sam. I just think as we go through the process and until we play games, it would be unfair to start making assessments. Again, there is a lot of confidence. I don't blame Rivera here. There's no clear-cut answer at the quarterback position for the Washington Commanders. Why why do you expect him to pin himself down and say it's this guy? And here's the thing, too. one of the things that you get caught up in, and, and it's probably true in this case as well, you get Jacoby Brissett, who's been around the league uh, early in his career. He's in New England. He's in Miami. He's bounced around, started for a year in Indianapolis when uh, Andrew Luck retired. He's been, you know. So they, the thing about Jacoby Brissett is we know who he is. He is a known commodity. You've seen him on different teams and different systems. You kind of know what he's going to get. So Sam Howell comes in, and he shows flashes, and he's got some probably – better abilities in some areas than Jacoby Brissett. And you're thinking, okay, this is our guy going forward. But he's got <clears> – <throat> the thing about Sam Howell, he's got to play at a high – at at least the level that Jacoby Brissett's playing at with the potential to play better or at least consistently as well 
as Jacoby Brissett. Because if he shows flashes of greatness but then drops off the map and plays horrible at times, coaches hate that. So, you know, Revere's going, listen, we're going to go with Sam Howell because we know what Jacoby is. We're going to put Sam Howell in first, find out if he can get to a level where we think he's at least as good as Jacoby, but he's got an upside that we don't know yet. Yeah, Let's a see. chance to get he's even better. He's got potential. Jacoby's potential is pretty much realized. Yeah, you know what he is. Sam Howell's not. So that's how you go into this thing. Well, how do you say that? And, and everything that I just said, Ron Revere says that. Everybody goes, well, Sam Howell's the guy. You know, how do you articulate that as a head coach without getting yourself yeah. into a Listen, I, you know, it's exhausting for those guys. And, and today, Revere did just what – he's like, listen, guys, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it is. This is how it is. Listen, he's, he's the guy, but he's in a competition mm-hmm. – we, you know, he didn't want to say, he didn't want to belittle Jacoby Brissett as I kind of did right then when I say, listen, right. you know, he's a known commodity. So he said, hey, Jacoby's showing us some stuff that's turned some heads. Yeah. Right? This is. I think in an ideal world, Howell is their starter because he was a high draft choice for a third round pick, I want to say. Yeah. In an ideal world, he proves he's the guy. But Ron Rivera has seen enough football over the years to know that doesn't always happen. The best laid plans don't always work. Yeah. So, he's, why would you pin yourself down? And, I, and let's face it, the, the commanders aren't expected to do anything this year, or very much. Not in that division. And Right. And they're on the verge of being sold to a new owner. So, there's that hanging over everybody over there. they got no – the face of the franchise is the head coach. It's none of the players. Right. I mean, there's, yeah. there's no player that even grabs anybody's attention outside of that building. You know, they got a really nice defensive line going to young yeah. guys. And Chase over there. Young's but, coming back. I mean, you know, but there's, you know, they don't have a, they don't have a Vaughn Miller, or Josh Allen, you know, Matthew Stafford, Pat Mahomes. They don't have any of those guys. Yeah. So th- this is, this right here is the type of news that's going to come out of Washington <laughs> all year. It sounds a little familiar. Yeah, yeah. It, it was our wheelhouse for how 17 many, years. How many training camps did we go to with not just two yeah, possible right, starters right. at quarterback, three. but three? Oh my gosh! Did that more than that once? Is, that is <clears throat> that you wish it was purgatory. Yeah, it was, I just I I was reading it and I'm just saying, oh, this sounds eerily similar to some oh training camps gosh. we've been a part of over the years. Thank God we don't have to deal with that right now. Uh, AFC East news, a bigger workload for Ramondre Stevenson appears to be on the horizon. So fantasy footballers move him up your draft board. Basically without Damian Harris there, because he's here in Buffalo. Now it looks like Ramondre Stevenson is going to get the keys to the car in totality. I mean, he kind of took over the reins from Harris last year as the primary back, right? That looks like it's there's going to be an even greater uptick going forward here. And Ramondre recognizes it. He said, quote, Damien's out of here now, so I'm kind of the guy. So just trying to make sure I'm ready for the end of the season. He's, I guess, taken on an even more stringent training regimen so that he can last 17 games, knowing he's going to be one of the few backs in this league, Steve, that's probably going to eclipse 300 touches this year. Yeah, there aren't that, many backs that do that anymore. And you you noted here, and not a lot of guys for Bill Belichick and the Patriots offensively. Not a lot of guys get that many touches. They spread the football around. Even you know they had 
well, they had Damian Harris. They had Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson. They got guys that they handed off to a bunch. They spread the ball out a lot. Yeah, committee. It's been you, – you went back you – know, this is great stuff you had. Corey Dillon – or Antoine Smith got – 200 or 300 touches. Corey Dillon in 2004. LeGarrette Blunt in 16 was the last guy to do it. Yeah, they don't the do that very often for the Patriots. They don't hand the guy, one guy, the ball a ton. And it looks like in New England this year they may do it. And maybe Bill O'Brien's got something to say about that. Maybe that's part of his deal. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I would imagine he'll have some influence on that. But basically, Stevenson went from 133 carries as a rookie to 210 last year, and he he's going to probably be up over 250 in terms of carries. I mean, he had 69 receptions last year, Steve, from Andre Stevenson. Yeah. Averaged five yards a carry and 6.1 per reception. I mean, that's, that's good production in this league because, yeah. as we've said many times, this league is about first downs, not touchdowns. It's about right. staying on the field and finishing drives – and Ramondre Stevenson was a workhorse in that regard for the Patriots, and now it looks like he's going to be even having more of the load placed on his shoulders, at least until perhaps some of these other weapons in their offense get some traction and some consistency yeah. to their game because a lot of their new – I mean, they have some new pieces that are encouraging for them. You know, you're talking about Juju Smith-Schuster. That's a proven commodity. But he's got to acclimate himself to the offense. They're going to be leaning on Stevenson hard at the start of the they season. They may. They may. And it, and it's – all this kind of news coming out is cyclical, particularly – we'll get into this in training camp. We're going to see it every day. You know how it is, Brownie. You and I get out there and we watch stuff, and it's a different name every day that catches your eye. Some guy offensively makes a catch or two catches or has a three-catch day, and you're like, oh, wow, they're, you know, this is the guy, right? And then the next – then you don't see him for a week. You know, it's just – I think at this point uh, in June, even the news coming out of New England is going to – we're going to fall prey to that. You know, Ramondre Stevenson is going to catch the eye. Then the media, they're going to ask him, and they're going to get that, and we'll hear about it. But that doesn't mean their offense is going to be vastly different. I do think it might mean that we see less player rotation in the skill positions. Because I, 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 I don't know about you – Brownie, I don't know if I really love their roster at their skill positions. If you if they feel kind of like we do or see it, you play your best guys as much as you can. Yeah. You don't rotate them. And they, I think they're in that kind of position. Right. They're going to have to do that. It's just like the it's just the opposite of where the, we've been talking about the Bills being really talented and deep. You, know, you, don't, you don't mind rolling guys through and keeping them fresh, keeping them healthier. If you're not in that position and you're top-heavy in your roster, those top guys have to play and, and carry the load because there's a big drop-off. And, and that's it, hard to do with another regular season game on the docket now right. at 17 total. And maybe maybe the Patriots are adjusting that and starting to think about doing that. Yeah. Last bit of around the NFL news, Jags, the Jacksonville Jaguars have unveiled their renovation stadium plans they're calling it the Stadium of the Future. It's a multi-billion dollar project that includes developing the area around Tia Bank Field, which will be a critical piece of the franchise's future in Jacksonville. The thing that I found most interesting here, Steve, the open it'll remain an open-air stadium, but it's going to include a shaded canopy that the team says will reduce the heat factor 
by more than 70%, primarily for the fans who just sit there and bake, right. and the players. Um, going to widen the main concourses considerably. They're going to have lookout decks so you can look at the city, I guess, if you want to do that. I don't know why you'd go to the stadium to watch a game and then they feel like you want to take in the city. I don't know. Two pools added in 2014 as part of their $63 million renovation will remain, as well as the uh, large video boards that span the length of each end zone. I can tell you, Steve, we were down there uh, probably over 10 years ago now. It was a week two game in Jacksonville. It was blistering hot. Um, Our department head, uh, Jeff Matthews, was a shooter at that time. He looked wiped out at the end of that game. Um, And I remember uh, former Buffalo News photographer James McCoy, he actually suffered heat stroke, passed out. Oof. On the sidelines, it was so hot. So yeah, they, the canopy is a very good idea down there. Yeah, it's not going to be a dome. It'll be like a an umbrella. Yeah, it's like a shade device. So, yeah, so I think natural shade. light will be able to come down in the middle, right. but there will be a sun-blocking canopy that covers the majority of the stands. Similar to the canopy we'll see in the new Bill Stadium, which will cover, at least from what we've been told, almost two-thirds of the fans. So there will be more protection for Bills fans, primarily from the elements. It looks like in this new Jacksonville stadium renovation, there will be more protection from the sun for the fans with the canopy. So I didn't see a timetable as to when all this is supposed to be done. Did you? I did not. Yeah. They're also uh, creating it in such a way that they could expand the seating capacity up to 71,500. Right. Um, They could put on another 9,500 seats. Yeah, they're looking to attract other events, you know, whether it's World Cup soccer coming in 2026. Or the draft. Or the NFL draft. No mention of the Super Bowl, though, which was held down there in 2005. So I thought that was interesting that the Super Bowl wasn't mentioned. If you remember back in 2005, Jacksonville really struggled without having the necessary infrastructure to support Right. An event that size, so and it, yeah, the events and the venues that for all the extracurricular events that lead up to the Super Bowl were so spread out, um, it became an issue. And hotel rooms right downtown near the stadium, they were bringing in cruise ships and stuff like that. So, yeah, they didn't mention it. Hey, it, it and it, hey, it looks great, and it's it's going to be an awesome venue. Good for them. That's that's tremendous. It's cool that. You know, as we heard, and we were kind of shocked by it yet the other day when the Bills did their groundbreaking for their new stadium just Monday or Tuesday, Roger Goodell mentioned he'd been a part of 20 groundbreakings yeah. for new stadium. That's I was shocked when I heard that. And you go back and look, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, there have been that many new stadiums built. That's – I think the league's – you think the league's prosperous? I think it kind of seems prosperous. I think they're doing okay. I think they are doing okay. I think they're okay. doing okay. No complaints here. Yeah. Uh, our topic of discussion for you today. What was your reaction to seeing Josh Allen on the cover of Madden 24? It's, uh, as we said, the first time a Bills player has graced the cover of the video game. It's easily the most recognizable video game out there. I mean, I'm sure people probably tell me, oh, no, it's not as popular as this, that, or the other. 
This is a household video game name. It's a household name. I mean, it really yeah, is. And your TV package, these are the local affiliates. Your dad knows <laughs> Your dad knows what this game is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's if, enormously yeah, popular. You, yeah, and that's, um, that's right. It's the, I think it's the first mega video game. I don't know if that a, is that a word, you know what I mean? Well, hey, if you used it, it might as well be. So, right. good for you. Like, uh, even old guys like me know that game. Yeah. So you let us know. What's your reaction to seeing Josh Allen on the cover of Madden? Are you pumped? Are you excited? What about the fans being on the cover with him? Let us know at 803-0550, 1-888-550-2550. The number to get on board. Got open lines for you there. So feel free to chime in. If you can't call, you can hit us up on the tweet sheet at one Bills Live on Twitter. We will step aside here, but be back with your phone calls on Josh Allen gracing the cover of Madden 24. We'll see you in a second here on One Bills Live, presented by Collada Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. What was your reaction after you found out that Josh Allen will be gracing the cover of Madden 24? First Bills player ever to be on the cover of the Madden game. You let us know at 803-0550-1888-550-2550, the number to get on board. Open line for you there, so feel free to chime in. Otherwise, hit us up on the tweet sheet at One Bills Live. But uh, we go to the phones to Pete in South Buffalo. What do you got for us, Pete? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for taking my call. I sure. appreciate it. Hey, I, real quick, Brownie, you know it's kind of funny? Uh, people tell me that, you're my doppelganger that we look kind of similar. So oh, no kidding. Wrote a random question, random question I have for you. It says, anybody ever said you look like Brandon Bean? Cause I've gotten it before too. No, never. My hairline is horribly <laughs> different from Brandon. Who's got much more hair than me. That's funny. It's completely in left field, but I just want to throw it out there. My, I'm really excited for, for Josh to be on the cover of Madden. But one question I had for you guys, really random, just kind of going off of what you said about the Jacksonville stadium um, obviously, the community has spent a lot of time kind of helping dig out the stadium after lots of storms and, and whatnot to get to get a game day ready. Do you guys know, has the stadium, are they constructing something that is going to help them get rid of the snow more efficiently in the future? Um, I was just kind of curious if they're doing anything innovative from that end. Um, if you guys knew anything about that, I appreciate it. Yeah, um, no, not that I know of. It's an interesting point. I don't know if they, I had never thought of that, of like making a, some sort of mechanism so they can scoop the seats out or the aisles out for the fans on game day. I hadn't really thought about that. I have not heard anything like that. And, you know, we all know, too, that it wasn't like in the storm the weekend before Thanksgiving this past season. It wasn't so much getting the snow out of the stadium as the parking lots. Um, and as we all know, if you're going to do that, you just need trucks, trucks and right. plows. So. I you know. And I don't pretend to know anything about making snow removal procedures more efficient, but I would think it's naturally going to be more efficient in the new stadium because you are no longer going to have only one entry point and one exit point from the field to outside the stadium. There will be multiple ways to do that in the new stadium, which has been one of the biggest roadblocks for setting up TV, production 
uh, items, you know, to, for the networks to get ready for a game. There's only one road in, one road out to the stadium, which, as we all know, is the tunnel entrance. And it's very inefficient for the sat trucks and everybody coming in to lay cable and lines and everything like that to get a television broadcast ready here for games, you know, whether it's a regular Sunday 1 o'clock game or a primetime game. they got to come here early to get all that set up because there is only one way in and one way out. In the new stadium, that will not be the case. So just by that standpoint, Steve, I think it will be more efficient removing snow, either from the field or the stands. And I do know that more of the stands are going to have the ambient heating um, in the covered areas of the field, of the, of the stands, is that going to be enough to melt snow? I don't know about that. But I do know with more entry and exit points uh, at the field level that, you know, the stadium ops crews will probably be more efficient just from that standpoint. Right. Uh, yeah, and the canopy will keep the snow up, some of the snow out of the out stadium completely. anyway. And uh, then it... You know, less to deal with. Right. And the wind is all. And also, as we've we've heard a lot about the design of the stadium, the exterior shell is that. That outer part, that outer shell isn't going to be like solid. It's going to be kind of a grill, a a certain shaped grill that's going to confuse the wind and knock it down. Yeah, we've heard the term wind confusion. Right. So it's going to. It's going to make it so the wind doesn't whip through the stadium yeah, like it's able to in this yeah. place. It'll be dissipated. So that how that affects snowfall and how it'll, you know how the snow is going to fall into that stadium is going to be really something to be. And there may they probably ran tests on it. I snowfall guess. and accumulation. Right. So um, what that's going to look like, we have to wait and see. But I'm sure they've done. They probably got some idea. At least the engineers do. Yeah. Back to the phones and to Steve in Rochester. What do you got for us, Steve? Take my money. I want that Josh Allen <laughs> cover of Madden. Definitely. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So you're pumped about it. Fair enough. I'm sorry, Steve, but your, your connection's bad, so i got to let you go. Uh, but Steve's really excited, and he said, take my money. Yeah. What, what, do you, what do you think about that? Do you think there are going to be people, Bill's fans, that maybe even aren't gamers that just buy it because Josh is on the yeah. cover? Yeah, uh, sure. As a collector's piece, yeah. sure, it'll be, it'll be worth. Right, I think I could see Bills fans doing that that aren't even gamers. I could see if that you're going to get one for that. Don't take it out of the box or anything. Leave it. <laughs> yeah, leave it in its leave original it in packaging, right? And then put that and put that original package inside another package to protect Preserve the original it. packaging. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're going to be that, and then uh, time travel, sixty years into the future, and see if it's worth something. Yeah, I. It's definitely cool, and I, I just think the fan component is probably the coolest thing. I mean, yes, it's great. The Buffalo Bills finally have a player on the Madden game. Never happened before. You know, and right now, who else would it be but Josh? But the fact that the fans were incorporated into the deluxe edition, that's the first time fans have ever been on the cover of Madden 2. That's just pretty cool. Very. That's pretty cool. Like first time there's a bill on there, and right there with them is, is the Bills fans as well. I mean, that, yeah. come on. You can't get better than that. It's the best, yeah. It's really, really yeah, it's neat. It's dynamite. So it, um, and I'm just wondering what the impetus, like who, who pushed that? Do you know what I mean? Like who, who said, hey, let's, let's put yeah, the fans I, on there too. I'm really curious what part of the creative process stepped in and said, hey, you know, 
why don't we do this too? Let, let's let's yeah. do something innovative here and, and put a fan base on there as well. Yeah, I told you I I had some dealings with EA Sports in the in years past, and and it is um, is a really creative group, and they they have a lot of input into a lot of creative input and meetings and voices in the room coming up with stuff like this, and it's they do have a lot of football people in the building as well, but they also have a lot of creative and digitally, you know, digital. PhD kind of guys, you know. Well, right. And uh, but they all have a, a voice, and they they come up with you know outlandish ideas, the, the wild ideas, you know. And they kind of they have all this stuff bouncing around. And they come up with this stuff, so you can imagine there probably was a really nice, a really nice meeting where they're saying, you know, you know, Bills and it's the Bills Mafia, and it's that kind of vibe down there. Let's if we're gonna put them on, let's let's give them a chance, right? So it's. I love it. I'm, I'm, it really strikes a chord with Bills fans, I think. And I know Josh was very happy about it. He talked to the Buffalo News about it, and he said, quote, it definitely feels like some validation for Western New York and Bills Mafia as a whole. I'm just happy that they're kind of getting the recognition. So Josh was all too happy to share the mat and cover with them. Yeah. So just it's just a cool deal for, all the way around. And Josh, you know, we all know Josh is really self-aware, and he's – there's no pretense about him. He said, man, that, he didn't pull any punches. This is a lifelong dream. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Being on the cover of Madden. Well, he played the game as a kid. Right. Why, how couldn't it be? That's got to be pretty cool. All of a sudden, you're on the cover of the dang thing? <laughs> That's got to be awesome. Nuts. That's cool. Absolutely Good nuts. Good for him. Uh, 803-0550, 1-888-550-2550. Number to get on the board. Open lines for you. We're just asking you, what was your reaction when you saw that Josh Allen was going to be on the cover of Madden 24. First time ever a Bills player has been on there. You let us know what you think. 803-0550, the number to get on board. Let's spin over to the tweet sheet to see what people are saying there. And tweet sheet, as always, is brought to you by Corrigan Moving Systems, the official equipment moving company of the Buffalo Bills. JT says, elated. The NFL keeps snubbing him on MVP every year, so it's only right to at least give him the Madden cover. He's a once-in-a-generation type of player. He's a running back and a quarterback with a rocket arm. Josh Allen is an alien, a beast, and a Buffalo icon for years to come. Go Bills. Somebody's excited. There's a lot of all caps in there, just yeah, so you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I, think, I, I genuinely think fans are pumped about it. Um, yeah, it used to be, and we've all heard it, but it used to be, oh my gosh, you know, our guy's going to have an injury. It yeah. used to be the Madden curse. Now that's kind of been blown out of the water. Well, Patrick Mahomes Pat- won the MVP the year he was right. on the cover. So that's kind of like, that's not a thing anymore. Uh, so that's kind of cool, but it's particularly, I mean, John Madden was the, was the dude. I mean, he was quite the guy. Um, well, he was an ambassador, he was an for ambassador the for the game, a very intelligent, sharp guy. He, and a lot of people don't know this, although it came out in the months that subsequently after he passed, he he transformed the era that we're in, the broadcast era for the league. Um, he's the guy that invented the telestrator, where you can draw as an analyst, you can draw a circle and draw the viewer's eyes to what you're trying to talk about. Um, he was in, innovative in the kind of replays that they did, the kind of preparation broadcasters did. He's the innovator of production meetings with head coaches uh, they'd come in and they now you get a chance to sit down with these guys and get a little insight uh he he really innovated that sport so his game 
it was, was the same. Remember when he, he's got his own, I mean, the guy was, the guy had to make a, literally two mountains of cash in his lifetime because he was so innovative. And, you know, this game is just one facet of that. And it's, and the game is huge. Yeah. I mean, they got esports. I mean, EA they got sports, yeah. Turn, like cash tournaments. Right. Leagues. Oh, esports. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, that, it started from stuff like this. They have like colleges this. that have majors for gaming now, like gaming design and stuff like that. It's nuts. Dude. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to be on the cover of that thing. Let's go back to the phones and to Steve and Amherst here before the break. What do you got for us, Steve? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, this is actually kind of cool because it's, you know, one of those unexpected excitements you can get on a Wednesday afternoon in June um, <laughs> with, uh, with Josh Allen being on the cover. I think it's awesome. Um, I do think that it was a great move by EA because I've been seeing all over Twitter that there's like even Bills fans who don't play Madden are saying, I'm definitely buying the game so I can have the case, which is pretty cool. Um, and I think it's just an awesome thing. You know, obviously I've been playing Madden. Not obviously, you guys wouldn't know this, but I've been playing Madden since probably the early or late 90s and always thought, you know, it'd be great to have a Bills player on the cover. And then we get to this, and it's Josh Allen. It's his childhood dream. The fans are in there as well, which just is so significant to Buffalo because the fans are what they are. And I think it was just a phenomenal move. And, I, I mean, again, it's just exciting Wednesday afternoon in June that, that was totally unexpected. And last thing, I think last year – Josh Allen might have been the running favorite to be on the cover until John Madden passed away um, because of the 13 second game. I wouldn't have been surprised if they put him on last year, but it makes all this year all that more sweeter to see him on there. Um, and it's well-deserved and, you know, again, love the show guys. So keep doing what you're doing and we'll uh, catch up closer yeah. to the season. Thanks Steve. Good call there. Uh, we are up against the break, but we will talk about this more because I think there is a genuine there's a genuine population of this Bills fan base that is going to buy this thing solely for a collector's item in their own, you know, memorabilia case, and it's never going to see the light of day as far as playing it. We'll talk about that more when we come back. Here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health, it's Buffalo Bills Radio. Right, here we are on One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you talking about your reaction when you found out Josh Allen was going to be on the cover of the Madden 24 game along with Bills Mafia. Uh, pretty cool deal. First Bills player ever on the cover and the first time Bills fans or any fans for any NFL fan base has been a part of the cover as well. So you let us know at 803-0551. one 888-550-2550, number to get on board. We go to David in Niagara Falls next. What do you got for us, David? Questions, not just one, but the first one was, uh, is that cover really uh, Buffalo Bills fans or is that just actors? Uh, and uh, the second question has to do with um, Ed Oliver. Uh, his bonus, I mean, I don't really know exactly how that works. Where that bonus money, is that coming out of Pagula's pocket and how is that money pushed down the road and how and, you know, and, and how, is, how does that all work out? Okay. If you get a bonus in the NFL in your contract, say it's a, say you sign a five-year contract. Okay. If you get a twenty million, or if you get a five million dollar signing bonus, the cap 
the signing bonus is divided into the five years of that contract. So a million dollars of that five million is counted against your cap for Each this year. year, next year, the next year, the next year, and the next year. It's amortized, yeah, over the life of the deal. That's that's how the cap works. So your sub. Now, if the guy is gone in three years, then whatever's left on the years of that, the last three years of that signing bonus, go all on that year that yeah, he's it gone. Accelerates into the year in which he's. Released. It all gets dumped into that first year. So if, you know that kind of thing. So that's how it works, and that's and yes, the money comes right out of Pagula's pocket. Um, so there you go. That he yeah, and, he coughs up the cash to to do the it. The only the only bonus that goes directly into the player's pocket is the signing bonus. As soon as he signs the contract, they write him a check for that amount. Other bonuses in subsequent years are honored in those years. So if he's got let's say a roster bonus for 2024, the day he's named to the 53-man roster, Bang, that check is signed, and that money goes right into his bank account. Right. So there are other bonuses that come later, but the signing bonus, the check gets written out to him as soon as he signs the contract. I got one of those one time, and it is an unbelievable thing. <laughs> I believe it is. I will just I wouldn't say be that. shocked. To- si- that is like, it's better than that first, you know, you, when you get your first paycheck as a kid and you take it to the bank to cash and they say, you got to endorse it. You sign that check and they give that. It's kind of like that, except big. Yeah, except a million times better. Except it's, yeah, big. So that's cool. The fans on this, on the, um, I'm sure that that is not a real picture. Otherwise, we would have already yeah. seen it. So it probably was a staged picture or a, yeah. a graphically made up picture. Yeah, CGI or yeah. I don't. I don't think it was a real picture that they staged and made. I think it's a graphic design. Yeah, that would be my guess too. That's I mean, they guess. may have had real people, but I think the photo was fabricated together. I don't even know that it is a photo. Yeah, I can't even speak to that. No. They can they can make it look as real as they it want. It looks very authentic. It does look authentic, but I would guess they probably put faces that they chose in there, and the people who you see with a full facial expression um, that aren't in profile or whatever that you can't really tell who they are. But if you can, if there's a full frontal, those people are probably actors or models that were used and made up. Yeah, and I would guess Josh posed for that. Yes. Um, uh, I, you, and then they fit everything in around him. That is total. That's a totally made-up picture. I yeah. mean, that's been altered so many times you can't. Yeah, couldn't imagine. Let's, it's probably a conglomeration of a lot of photos. Right. Let's go back to the phones and to John in Buffalo next. What do you got for us, John? Hey, hi, fellas. Uh, thanks a lot for the opportunity. Sure. Yeah, when you were talking before about Stevenson and about him possibly uh, carrying three hundred times. I was reminded of Thurman and what a great player he was. And I looked up his stats, and I saw for his eight peak years from 89 to 96, he averaged 300 carries a year, and he got over 10,000 yards. But even more important, when I was going over his stats, I saw where he averaged 47 receptions a year, which is just phenomenal. And I was wondering, and Steve in particular, if I'm not mistaken, uh, didn't March Broda sometimes split him out as a receiver when he would have uh, his form, uh, uh, his formations? And can you see? Could you see Dorsey using Thurman uh, uh, or uh, Cook 
certainly not the number of carries. Uh, I don't think anybody will ever be able to match Thurman on that. But uh, uh, can you envision using him more as a receiver, as was the case with uh, Thurman, particularly uh, uh, splitting him out on occasion? But uh, I'll hang up and I'll listen to your uh, remarks, Steve. Thank you. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, Thurm, yeah, Thurm was a workhorse. Um, I, I've gone back – Shortly after I retired and was like on a treadmill or whatever, I'd I'd put in old video VHS tapes of games and kind of pass the time watching them. I forgot what a workhorse Thurman was, and he took a pounding. Uh, and you're right, 300 plus touches a year, and 50 of those or 46 of them being receptions. He was a workhorse, and I'll say this about him: uh, just as a per, on a personal note, Thurman didn't take days off. The guy practiced, and he was out there. Um, they would tell him, you're not taking any reps today, but he was out there ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, just a tremendous player, uh, an enormous warrior, uh, leader on the team, just a tremendous guy. And for, you know, and there'll only be one therm. So, whatever, however good James Cook's going to be, we hope James Cook is the best version of James Cook. But I would say there's a chance in today's NFL that James Cook is. is has even more of an impact on the in the passing game than Thurman was able to. Yes, Teddy used Thurman in a lot of different ways, and they didn't. And Marv said it; they didn't know Thurman was as good a receiver as he was until they drafted him. They drafted him because the guy could carry the rock. And then he gets in here and he can catch, he can run routes, he gets open, gets separation, makes cuts, and I mean, you know, he's a really good route runner. So yeah, Teddy would in games they'd they'd stretch him out, you know, split him out, uh, and when they got a good matchup, um, but. In this day and age, there's every reason to believe that if that James Cook would be used even more so in the passing game as a running back or labeled as a running back than they were at, did at Thurman back in the day. And I would anticipate seeing that only because we saw Brian Dable and Ken Dorsey split Devin Singletary out to the point where he'd be outside the numbers. The design of that is because in most cases a running back is covered by a linebacker and they want to pull a linebacker out of the middle of the field. Well, the best way to do that is to line a running back up outside the numbers. And I've seen enough of James Cook college games to know that James Cook was lined up outside the numbers there as a wide receiver. So he's more than capable of doing it. So, yeah, I would anticipate seeing that. We have to take a break here, but hour number two is your phone calls. So Tom on the west side will lead us off in hour number two, but we're asking you, what was your reaction when you saw that Josh Allen was going to be the cover athlete of Madden 24. 803-0550 to get on board for hour number two here on One Bills Live, presented by Collada Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Hour number two here on a Wednesday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker, One Bills Live. 
And there is a little bit of NFL news concerning DeAndre Hopkins. NFL Network's Tom Palacero is reporting that the free agent receiver is slated to fly to Nashville on Sunday for a visit with the Tennessee Titans. And as Palacero points out, DeAndre Hopkins and Titans head coach Mike Vrabel were together in Houston when Vrabel was on the Texans coaching staff. So Vrabel's team will get the first visit with Hopkins, uh, who said he was going to survey all options and probably take his time and make some visits here. First one will be in Tennessee. So we'll see how that goes over the weekend and if anything comes of it. But just thought we should uh, make that aware, make you aware of that. But let's go back to the phones where we are talking about Josh Allen gracing the cover of the Madden 24 game and your reaction when you found out about the news. We go back to the phones and to Tom on the west side. What do you got for us, Tom? Hey, guys. Just to follow up on what you just said, the update, I, I'm glad we're not playing Tennessee this year unless we meet them in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. But but anyway, uh, at first I was elated, but then I immediately thought about the Madden curse. And I don't know if it's a real thing or not. And if it is, I hope it's gone now that Madden has passed. But here's why I think those people got cursed is they saw themselves on the cover and they got so high on themselves that they overextended themselves, tried to outplay themselves that year and make themselves even greater than they were already, which is why they made the cover. But I'm very happy for Josh Allen because he's finally getting the recognition that he deserves. Go Bills. Have a good day, gentlemen. All right. Thanks for the call, Tom. Appreciate it. Yeah, I – as we said earlier in the show, the Madden curse was pretty debunked. much debunked when Patrick Mahomes won the MVP. And then he went to this. He also went to this. He, he's been on the cover a couple of times in the last four years, and he won the Super Bowl one year and got the MVP the other. Um, yeah, that, that curse is pretty much debunked by now. Yeah, so I don't even think it's a concern. Maybe prior to that, people might have been chewing their fingernails over it, but, yeah, I just don't think it's a thing anymore let's go to kevin in rome next what do you got for us kevin you're on one bills live hi guys love your show oh thanks appreciate that mention first uh josh and the fans uh being on the cover of men is absolutely well deserved and congratulations i also have a way out of the box idea about kickoffs now i've mentioned this to friends over the last few years and i get one of three responses that's awesome. That's crazy. And the third is, hey, I'll have to ponder about it. Uh, and my idea is add a point for anybody that kicks it through the uprights on the kickoff. And here's where I'm thinking it could be interesting. Number one, uh, it would uh, contribute to saving some of the injuries. It would, en- it would encourage people to go ahead and try to kick it away from the runners Two, it would add uh, to the penalties because any penalty assessed on the kickoff would be more beneficial to the team that got penalized against and it'd be bigger penalty towards the team. And that was infract uh, the infracted the uh, penalty because they'd be closer or longer from the, uh, from the uprights. Third, the NFL is always looking for more points and more excitement. It could add to that. It could also add to the value of good kickers. 
And the bottom line, it would add a lot of intrigue to the game, a little bit different from what we've had. Just your thoughts would be great. Okay. Thanks, Kevin. Well, yeah, you're right. It doesn't add an incentive um, for teams to kick it off and go deep, try and put it out. It'll also – That is a 75-yard kick, by the way. You want to you incentivize teams building domes, that's a great way to do it because you ain't going to get that going one direction in this stadium and the other direction in, in Certainly the not after October. Right. It's, uh, it would be an enormous advantage depending on when you what quarter you scored your points in. Could you get the extra – you know, you go for – you think about it. It would mean a nine-point play for an offense. You score six points for a touchdown, go for two – get it, and then put the ball through the uprights. Um, or it it could. It's big. Or if, you know, you just need eight to win and you believe in your kicker, eh, still going for two would be a higher percentage play than a 75-yard kick through the uprights, I would think. I'm not an analytics uh, guy. Yeah, it depends on your kicker and, and yeah, where it is. But and, that's you know, a long way to go and to keep way. it between the uprights. But you I mean, would have kicking num- it off a tee, so it's different. But you would have numbers on it. You would know what your yeah. kicker is and what yeah. he's feeling like. So. And think about it. Uh, if you want to tie it, you don't. You can go for the win and still get the tie on the kickoff. Right. But I think, to his point, the thing I like the best and why I think it would be appealing to the league is it's a play that can score points and not really put anybody at risk right. if it's successful. Now, if it's not successful and it's short, I suppose the return team could return it. But you could fair catch it. Yeah, you could fair catch. If he's trying to go for it and it's just short, and you're nine yards deep in the end zone, let it go. Yeah, um, but you could also still fair catch. So it. it could be deemed as a relatively safe play as well. Yeah, and a point and scoring he's right play too. He's right too because it would. I make, don't hate it. It would make a penalty on the preceding play on the, you know. Now they're kicking off. They got a 15 yard personal foul on the kick on it the, from the 50. You're kicking from the 50, and now it's like. Hmm. I'll take gotcha. a 60-yard yeah. through the uprights. Give me my point. And plus a running start off a tee. You yeah. got a chance there. Oh, you got a really good chance. So that's – that's. I, I like I it. I like it. I got to tell I'm you. I'm for it. I'm – yeah. I'm Mike, I'm for it. I'm for it as well. That's, I think it's very intriguing. Yeah. Really intriguing. Send a letter to uh, Park Avenue and NFL offices. See what they it say. Would, it would – and here's the thing. We talk a lot about how it de- devalues certain positions. Well, this one would make it more valuable to have a, a kicker. And, in fact, think about it. There are some teams, if you get, like, a roster for a week here, a week there, there would be – you could have a gunslinger kicker come in who's got a big leg. Mm-hmm. Even if your normal field goal kicker is more accurate, at least you got a guy that can get it there. Yeah. And, plus, there's no rush. On a kickoff, he can take a running start and, and let it let it go. You could have a luxury spot on your roster for a guy who kicks off through the uprights hmm. um, on certain weeks or whatever. Bills had one of those back in the day. Yeah. Cole Ford, remember him? He was a kickoff. Brad Delweso was one for yeah. us. He he was a, a kickoff only guy uh, for us, and it was Scott Norwood did the field goals and bat, Brad Delweso. It's crazy. Kicked off. Been done before. We'll see. But I like that idea. Thanks for the call. We go uh, from one mic to another to Michael in Cheektawaga. What do you got for us, Michael? You're on One Bills Live. Hi, guys. Um, I just wanted to talk about uh, Josh Allen being on the cover yeah. again. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's awesome. Not just as, like, people who love video games, but from a collector's standpoint. I mean, I'm part of the Dave and Adams community, the group of collectors over there, just wonderful locally here in Buffalo. 
And uh, we have people from England that are excited in the chat about Bill's Mafia being on the cover and, and Josh being on the cover. So it's, it's a globally transcending thing, and it's just really exciting to watch and see. And I don't think there's anybody better than Josh to get that opportunity. He's, he's worked so hard for it and, you know, done such a great job here in Buffalo. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. We're seeing on, on MSG right now, we're showing some B-roll from the EA shoot where they were. They did know, have the real people in the they stands. They did have people in the stands, but it was a set. Yeah, it's a staged shot. It's a staged shot. But those are real people, and Josh posed with them. Yeah, and so uh, there you have it. That's and really cool. Yeah, you see other, you know, John Madden there, and there's the 23 where he was the, the guy. And he was the guy for a long time. So it was, and there's 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 an actual live shot of the, of the shoot, the cover photo. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Good job by our crack staff in the control Man, we room. We got quite the control. They get their room. hands on everything. Way to go, guys! Um, so there you go. We we had a guy ask whether it was a staged photo. Yes, and we just saw it being staged. So they put out a little PR short film about Josh going through all the. The shoots, the photo shoots, and the poses, and all that stuff. And uh, so there you have it. It's, it's in the books. Eight zero three zero five fifty one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. If you want to tell us what your reaction was when you found out Josh Allen was on the cover of Madden twenty four, kind of a cool deal. Open lines for you. Uh, if you're outside the calling area, one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. The number to get on board. Let's jump back to the tweet sheet though, Steve, and get more of the comments that are over there. And Carl says, well-deserved. Now let's add a Super Bowl so he can hold the Lombardi next time. Oh, so he's already looking for a repeat appearance right. on the Madden cover. I don't know if that's going to happen. Right. Um, but, yeah, well, I'd take that. Give me some. That's what we all signed up to do, right? Get, get him a Super Bowl um, and anything we can do to help. It was, uh, if you're a fan, a Bills fan, this that's is yeah. part of the part of the process there right this is how happy amy was when she saw madden on or madden she saw josh allen on the madden cover she she tweets at us madden 24 bills mafia edition don't call it the deluxe edition call it the bills mafia edition (laughs) same i really think that's i mean look i'm as i'm as stoked about anybody else as anybody else that josh is on the cover of this thing but the fact that fans are on the cover of this thing for the first time ever i mean okay on the Madden cover, you saw the fans that were in the background on the Super Bowl. But you sta- know what? It was a this stadium, is a defined man. fan base on the cover of the Madden game for the first time ever. That's read pretty damn next, cool. Yeah, read the next one on the tweet sheet, too. Rick says. No, no. Oh, Brian. I'm sorry. Brian says, I see Bill's Mafia on the cover, and Josh just happens to be there. <laughs> <laughs> it's us, you guys. Look. <laughs> look, it's us. And whoever that player is in the middle of the shot. <laughs> yeah, whoever the other guy. <laughs> That's great. It is awesome. Uh, let's get back to the phones. Mark in Stockton joins us. What do you got for us, Mark? Hi. I was just say it makes perfect sense that he's on the cover. I don't know how many games I've heard announcers say, he's like a video game quarterback. There's nothing downfield. He zigzags down the field. He gets a first down. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, people have yeah called him a video game quarterback for sure. I know Tony Romo's done it about ten times, <laughs> and he's a former quarterback. So what does that say? Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Um, he's a freakazoid. I mean, right. you've even heard players on his own team. Leonard Floyd was talking about it the other day, right after he signed. 
He said, yeah, I, I'm really glad he's on my team now because playing against him wasn't any fun. That guy's a creature, and Vaughn calls him a creature. Yeah. You know, everybody's got a different, you know, superlative for him. Yeah, he's the dude, man. And and if now that now that it's happened, you think, well, it was a foregone conclusion. At some point, it's going to happen. Not so, not so much. You never know. Hey, Joe Burrow's going to be on one at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully not this year or next year. Right. Well, next year's all right. Just, you know, you know, all that stuff. There, you can name guys who are going to be – who could possibly have a chance to be on the, th- the thing. And, um, yeah, to have a guy here in Buffalo taking snaps at quarterback and being an absolute no-brainer selection is pretty cool. Yeah. Back to the phones we go and to Jim in Silver Creek. What do you got for us, Jim? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Good. Hey, so I don't necessarily disagree with Alan being on the cover. I, You know, I enjoy seeing him on there. It's great. But uh, I kind of wanted to give you guys a different point of view and okay. ask Steve a, a question about this in the sense of when is enough enough? <clears throat> in the sense, like, he's, he's on the cover now getting global coverage. And he's having off-the-field issues or at least attention as far as, you know, social life. And then, you know, he did the golf tournament last year. He's you know, this year, too. There's a lot of off-the-field things going on. And I'm not trying to say he doesn't work hard. He's incredibly hardworking. But, you know, Steve, maybe from your point of view, when does enough become enough? And, you know, when do you think maybe the scrutiny of, you know, off-the-field distractions might come into play? Yeah, I don't really worry about that with him. It certainly um... – you see Josh a ton. And one of the reasons for that is this one, in my opinion, there's a couple of reasons. One is it's the day and age in which we live. Um, you, you, if you want, you can find out about people like that anytime, anywhere. And it doesn't have to be Josh Allen. Certainly as a bills, as bills fans, we kind of are, that's who we follow. Um, in other sports, it's other people who pop up on their social calendar and up, uh, pop up on their timelines more so than any other. So, one, we're able to find out about people like Josh easier in this day and age. And I think it, for guys like me, it's particularly my age, I can see how it would be construed as like, you know, wow, this is a little too much. Um, that's one thing. The other thing is – the. The thing that sets people of that ilk apart, so movie stars, athletes, politicians, um, what have you, is who they are personally. And a lot of people out there who are of the level that Josh is, well, there's not that many, but you know, in whatever genre they happen to be famous in, handle it better than others. Um, so what you really need to do is just hope that you've got a guy or your celebrity that you follow is not one of those that's going to, you know, crash and burn, uh-huh. right? Um, I have every reason to believe the guy that we follow, this Josh Allen guy, um, has his head on his shoulders, and it's Josh it Allen doesn't guy. bother him. <laughs> he is going to be who he is all the time. He's a genuine person. Uh, he is. He is not of the... His motivation is not one about celebrity or notoriety or even the money. It's about winning. He wants to be the best he can be, and that you know, and winning comes along with that. That's what he says to break down every huddle he puts his hand in. Right. One, two, three, win. Yeah. So he's 
I think it, you're right. In some cases, we've seen – I mean, how many people have we seen in of sports and whatever sport you can name, NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL, you know, hockey, NHL. You've seen guys absolutely detonate in their personal life, and it just – and it, there's no saving them. Um, that comes down to not so much how much scrutiny or whether it's enough or what, when it happens in his life. Or, you know, it's not so much about when's enough enough is enough. Mm-hmm. It's – is that what drives that person and are they is it does it become about that rather than what they got famous for right and i don't think that is an issue with josh i don't either i would reassure you've said you. enough i don't need to say anything else i don't think it's an issue for him either the guy is squarely focused on winning games he even said in this interview for the madden cover how desperate he is to bring a championship to Buffalo for the very fans he's on the cover with. Yeah. So I don't think you have to worry about that guy's I focus. He, and what has everybody said when he came back in the door this spring? They've noticed he's more focused than ever. Yeah. So it's probably going the right way more we, than you're yeah. fearing it's going the wrong way. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, there is that concern. I mean, because we've seen it too uh, well, many times yeah. in our country, okay. right? Okay. You've seen rocks. I mean, there's the. It's not a concern with this. Yeah. Guy. You've seen a, a, a bunch of 27 year old rock stars not make it to 28, you know? Um, you've seen movie stars and what have you, everybody, you know, so it, it's a concern, but I think when you're talking, it, it comes down to the individual you're talking about. And certainly you can make generalizations, but you also have to realize that everybody handles it differently and, and has a different way of coping with it and, um, and puts it in a perspective. Each person puts it in perspective differently. So I, but this Josh is not displayed any of, no. of that. Sean is in Holland is next on the phones. What do you got for us, Sean? How you doing, guys? I love Josh on the cover. I think it's well-deserved. But what I'm calling about is uh, the guy who was just talking about the kickoff rule. Right. About four years ago, Baltimore pitched that at the owners' meetings, and it got shot down. They were the only one who voted yes on it because I think Tucker was the only one who could actually do it. Yeah, that was that was the impetus for them. They have the best kicker in a generation. So hey, why not? It's easy way. And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they they pitched it to see if they could get everybody to bite on it, and uh, nobody did. Yeah, yeah. I I and I think that's why it, I think Sean and that's, you bring up a good point. I think that's exactly the reason why it would find difficulty in passing because I don't think more than half of the league would have confidence that they have the kind of kicker that can make that play on a regular basis. But if you're somebody who's got Justin Tucker, you're like, let's do it. (laughs) That's true. That's true. But nothing says that they have to kick off from the 25 or from the 35 35. either. They used to kick off from the forties back way back in the day. Yep. There's nothing that says they can't kick off from the, from the 48, I mean, who cares? I mean, there's nothing that says they can't kick off from wherever they want. So if they so put it saying, at the 50 and they say 60-yarder. So, so it's almost as if that, in your mind, if you're going to move the line, that team would have to declare to the officials, we're going for the one point through the uprights. Not necessarily. Line it up at this line. Not necessarily. Oh, because I'm thinking, well, you're taking a regular kickoff, 35. Well, if you're, no. But if you're going for the point. You don't have to necessarily do any of that. You you can just because now you're changing where the kickoff's being spotted. That's right. Okay, that's right. I mean, I know it's been done before, but but you can do solely that. for that rule change. Yes, solely for the rule change. Plus, it takes return and kicks kind of off the table. 
because everybody's going to got to really maybe make it from 60 with a running start. Right, but I don't think they want to make it an easy play. I think they well, want Well, that doesn't make it easy. I think they want to well, make Well, that's just it though. They could move it to the 45 then. Now it's now it's, you know, they can tinker with the percentages all they want. Yeah. So they can put it up to the 45 and so that more teams have the ability to make it happen. Plus you got your kickoff guy, but then you also got this guy who used to kick or he's 6'8" and he's a straight on kicker. <laughs> I'm just picturing a six eight right. kicker. That's why I laugh. And he can run. You put, you give him the square toe shoe. He goes up and boom, gets it on the kickoffs. He takes a shot at it every time. Um, you could, you doesn't have to be your regular kicker. So, yeah, it's a possibility they could do that. Plus, if if he misses it or mishits it, then you can you can either penalize the kicking team. Say, listen, if you if it doesn't go through and it doesn't go out of the end zone and they return it, they automatically get it to the thirty. Yeah, or right? treat it like a kick out of bounds. Or treat it like a kick out of bounds, get 40. it to 40. So you could tinker with that all you want, make it plus or minus. If the kicking team goes for it and they get it, you know. Or you could do it for only the last five minutes of regulation, that you could even go for that kind of a point. You know, you're down in a game and, right. you know, you're willing to take If you're kicking risk. off from the 50, everything's out through the end zone anyway. Uh, but if you tinker with it and you give – if you incentivize anything for teams, they'll take that incentive – and exploit it. So yeah. if you incentivize them going for that one point, look at Mike. Or if you incentivize sparking a or if you incentivize trying to return a kick of that nature out of the end zone, in any way, shape, or form you want to slice it, you can. The rules are blank when you come up with a new, you know, new thing like this. So you can tailor it any way you want. Um, that was kind of the fun thing when I went to that kickoff summit. Yeah, they kind of they kind of wiped it the board clean. And started from scratch, and the and the special teams guys came up with the what we have now as the kickoff, and it's, yeah. you know, it was very standing it's been, start. It's been effective to a to a large degree, but not enough. It's still a two on the kicks that are actually returned. There's too high a percentage where somebody walks off dinged. Yeah, and that's why we see the the rule that's in for at least this year, where kickoffs can be fair caught outside the end zone, and the team would get it at the twenty five right as well. What changes that will spark from a strategic standpoint will be – I'm really interested to see how the special teams coordinators handle it. Right. I'm, I'm, like, totally intrigued with what the approach is or if somebody finds a really good workaround that then everybody else adopts, and then by midseason everybody's doing it this way. Yeah, exactly. I, I love that stuff. I, I do too. I And people guys sit down and study they get all the film and they look through all of it and they say what about this what happens when this happens what happens yeah. if we coach this what happens all of that stuff it's, it's fascinating a, it's a necessity is the mother of invention type thing that's right and that that's always fun to watch form follows function we have to take a break here william in fresno though will lead us off as we're taking more of your phone calls when we come back with josh allen on the cover of madden what was your reaction tell us at 803 Back in a few here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, back here on One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you on a Wednesday. And right back to the phones where we're asking you, what was your reaction when you found out Josh Allen would be the cover athlete for Madden 24? To William, all the way out in Fresno. What do you got for us, William? Hey, we're celebrating too. You know, we get we get kind of excited about him doing stuff. 
since he's the first in our area, even our valley, to get this uh, accomplishment. And uh, yeah, of course, we. My first reaction was because I'm a Madden enthusiast too, but my first reaction was, oh no, the curse, you know. But again, what are you going to do? <laughs> and then you have a personality like his, like you guys were already touching on, which you already probably know. He just doesn't care, like, about all that stuff. All he cares about is a pure heart, football, wants to win, wants to do the best he can, doesn't hold grudges, gives people grace, and he just does it with a crazy enthusiasm. And you guys, you have, a like, an anomaly-type individual who doesn't come around ever again, you know, and so enjoy the ride already because, man, you know, and I know both families, you know, his other lady there and them and – this like any other relationship, truthfully, there was grace in it on both sides, and I don't think it's like going to have any ill effect of anything. It might help them because you know how that goes. But we, it's just a it's just a uh, amazing time this is for you guys, especially you know to see him every week. Oh yeah, and then be around him. He's something, and it's it's he may not win a Super Bowl, but he's still something. He's still crazy amazing. You know, but he he they could get him some running help too, right? I mean, otherwise he'll do it all. He'll try. All right, William. Thanks for the phone call. I think they did get him some running help. Um, you know, in the form of Damian Harris, I expect a bigger year out of James Cook. Latavius and Latavius Murray. Murray is here too. So <clears throat> they brought in the beef to help that running game. So hopefully Josh doesn't have to do as much of it. But yeah, I mean, it's funny because some people initially think of the Madden curse, because that was a big thing for a long time. Yeah. And it still resonates even now that I think the thing's been put to bet. You know, Mahomes winning the MVP the year he was on the cover. So, I mean, to me, it's not a thing. Right. Um, but it's funny that it still resonates with some people. Right. Yeah. I, and don't worry, we're soaking it all up here in Buffalo. Oh, yeah, Believe yeah, me. Great. It's it is an honor. It's kind of a cool thing, particularly in this day and age. Um, I don't know. It's I don't know what you could uh, draw an analogy. Like what it's like. It's not like winning an award, really. You know what I mean? No. It's not. But it is kind of cool. Part of pop culture, I think, is I maybe think that's the right. best way to put it. Yeah, it's like winning an Oscar kind of thing. You know, it's like yeah. Now now I got to go see that movie, and now I got to go watch this guy play, or I got to go play this game with this guy on it. Mm -hmm. You know that kind of thing. So. It's a weird phenomenon that that's only in the last you know twenty years of my life has it become this thing you know so yeah. it's um, it's interesting it's an interesting phenomenon but it, and it is cool it is cool definitely cool let's go to more of the comments on the tweet sheet to see what you have to say there Rick says I haven't played a Madden game in years and haven't purchased the physical copy of a game in forever, but will definitely buy this one. Love that deluxe edition cover. That's the one with the fans on it. Scott says, PGA merged with Live. The sky is yellow and the sun is red. A new $1.5 billion stadium. Next, you're going to tell me that the Bills quarterback is on the cover of Madden and everybody's talking about who he's dating. Go Bills. <laughs> Clever, Scott. Clever. I'll give that to you. Andrea says she's proud. Never thought I'd see the day our Buffalo Bills were acknowledged as one of the best. That is kind of what it means when you're on the cover. You're, you're a premier entity 
in the NFL, yeah. right? Like, yes, it's yeah. a status thing. No question about it. You are not just a, you know he's been the face of the franchise since 2018, but now he is. You got to consider him a f- kind of face of the NFL. You know, one of the current. I mean, I'm if you're saying it like that, the current state of the NFL, he maybe is on the Mount Rushmore of the four guys in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Mahomes, Josh Allen, what Burrow, and if you're naming somebody who's not an, a quarterback, who's a who's it, Aaron Donald maybe or maybe. Yeah. So it's tough. Just and, and and it changes year to year over year, but yeah, that it is a, a very clear signal as to your prominence, not just with your team, but in the league itself. David on the tweet sheet says, About flipping time. I pre ordered it already. I love the fact Bills Mafia are represented. I'm ready to win the Super Bowl with my beloved Bills as I do every year since Madden came out. Josh said the same thing. He said he's only going to play as himself and the Bills <laughs> in this edition of the game, which was kind of cool. That's kind of cool. What else? I mean, you're in the game. Why would you be anybody else but yourself? Right. And also, so say, for instance, Josh hanging out at his house with Dawson Knox, Gabe Davis, and the crew, and they want to sit down and play. Who gets to be the Bills? Well, he gets first pick. I mean, he's you, on the damn cover. Yeah, well, I mean, come on. The guy's on the cover. Hey, you got to give him first pick for it, right? Oh, you want to flip for it. Okay. Something. I mean, you can't be you can't be yeah. us all the time. Come on, let me be, you know. All right. That's kind of funny. <laughs> I I wonder what those conversations would be like cuz a lot of the guys play. I mean, they're all from this gaming generation. So Yeah, I want Josh to have a 99 rating though. That's what I really want. Oh yeah, that comes out Soon too, right? Like oh, those guys they go, start revealing those the guys ratings. Go crazy over that! Oh my god! Yeah, there's like what one or two guys in the league that. Well, I remember. Been. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before. Poor Reed Ferguson, no love for the long snapper. <laughs> Guy got listed as a tight end. Didn't even have his position right. It's like, come on, man, give us some love for the long snapper. Honest to God, great. that is great. We're talking about the NFL here. You know, it's not some high school team. Got to be better than that. Got to be. Little, just a little research. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> just look at a program. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Just go to the team website. It's right there for you. Sean on the tweet sheet says, I also want Josh to compare to the 2004 version of Michael Vick. Vick was unstoppable in Madden 04. So he's talking about in the game itself, not right. this season on the field. Um, that's I, what I was thinking that's where you want to see him be in 99. Yeah. I'm, I'm more of the Bo Jackson Tecmo Bowl variety genre, because mm-hmm. I'm a little older. So I'm not – I'm sure Vic was unstoppable in the Madden game in 04 because he was unstoppable. That's the year I think he took the Falcons to the NFC title game. And he had a ridiculous year. He ran for over 1,000 yards, and he was unstoppable. He was the Bo dude, Jackson man. was unstoppable in the older games. Right. I mean, he was a freakazoid on that game. He couldn't lose with him. Jeremy on the tweet sheet says, I'm happy and sad. Happy because it's a cool honor to finally have a player for my team on the cover. And sad because I don't play video games. And now I'm going to have to spend $80 for something I'll never use. <laughs> That's the collector's thing we're talking about, though, Steve. Yeah, but it's also the, it's Bill's, a collector's Ma- it's item. A Bill's Mafia thing. You gotta, if, if, if your boy's on the cover, you got to have it. Yeah. 
That's just the whether way it you're is. using it or not. Whether you use it or not, it'll be worth more later if you don't use whether it. Whether yeah, but uh, yeah, you ain't gonna send. You're, you're not gonna send your kids to college with the Josh Josh Madden Deluxe Edition of. Okay, but but it'll be worth more in 20 years if you don't pull it out of the box. So think of it that way. Uh, Carrie on the tweet sheet says, "Emotional first Buffalo Bill and first fan base on the cover." I am gratefully shared his spotlight. He makes us better, and I sincerely hope we make him better too. Well, isn't that nice, Carrie? About all about the symbiotic relationship. There. there you go. How about that? That's warm fuzzy. That is, yeah. That's all up in the fields there for sure. Back to the phones and to Jim in Orchard Park. What do you got for us, Jim? Hi, fellas. Listen, I was just curious. How many quarterbacks made the cover of uh, Madden Football that did not win the Super Bowl? And I guess my question would be. If Buffalo won the Super Bowl this year, you think we have a re- they'd have a repeat and put uh, Josh on the cover for two years in a row? I'll hang up and listen to your answer, fellas. Yeah, that all right. That's a lot to unpack there. I quickly uh, googled the Madden covers by year, and I'm looking at them now. And so you got Madden in 2000, Eddie George in 01, Dante Culpepper, Marshall Falk won a Super Bowl. So he's on there in 03. Michael Vick. Ray Lewis won two Super Bowls. Um, Donovan McNabb went to a Super Bowl. Sean Alexander. Vince Young. Brett Favre won a Super Bowl. Drew Brees won a Super Bowl. Uh, Troy Palomalu and Larry Fitzgerald. Palomalu won a Super Bowl. Larry Fitzgerald went to one. Peyton Hillis. Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders, Adrian Peterson was an MVP, Richard Sherman, Odell Beckham Jr. won a Super Bowl, Rob Gronkowski won a Super Bowl, Tom Brady won a Super Bowl, Antonio Brown won a Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl, Lamar Jackson won an MVP, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, John Madden and now Josh Allen. So there's a pretty good run there. I'd say what, what did I name, about six or seven Super Bowl winners? So yeah, I mean, it does happen. It goes on from there. I mean, Favre and yeah. I mean, maybe not in the year they were on the cover. Drew Brees, all that. Yeah, not in Drew the year. Brees. Almost none of them on the year that they actually were on the cover. Yeah, um, Drew Brees won his Super Bowl in '09, and then he was on the cover in '11. Right. That's I think the closest. Although Gronk in 2017, that was right. the year they beat the Falcons. Right. So. Right. So there you go. Madden um, 22 was the MVP. There's an MVP edition with Brady and Mahomes on the cover. Right, right. So there is a track record there. So you can dream. You're allowed to dream on that. We have to take a break. We got one more segment left. Some final thoughts on the tweet sheet when we return. Here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health, it's Buffalo Bills Radio. some final thoughts here on the tweet sheet from herb the rest of the league is finally respecting buffalo like they should josh along with being a mcdermott has brought credibility to buffalo from around the rest of the nfl this is all from a madden cover how about that it's amazing steve on the tweet sheet says it's extremely cool for the city of buffalo not only is our quarterback on the cover but bill's mafia is also a part of the cover as well perfect combination of what this city and team is all about. I think that's a cool part that something that 
the relationship that's been acknowledged around the league and around the country about the special relationship between Bills Mafia and their team and their city and each other, um, it's neat that they got included. And it's awesome. It's really awesome. For the first time um, on any cover, you get an actual where the fans are prominent in the picture. Well, on they're the right cover. there. They're, I mean, there's no mistake in it. it. They're as much a part of it as the player themselves, like Josh. So it's cool, very cool, and, I, and it's fitting as well. We're glad you liked it. <laughs> we did too. Um, I don't know. I'm just – I don't – I've never – you know, I don't even play Madden. And I just think oh, it's, I pretty, it's a pretty sweet deal just uh, having him as the face of that game. And I, I believe it, based on some of the responses we've heard today, there are going to be a lot of people that treat this like a collector's item, not a game they're going to necessarily play on a gaming system. Yeah, if, you got, if you're a gamer and you're going to wear it out, you should buy two of them, you know. Buy <laughs> <laughs> put one away. And oh, Matt, the EA Sports yeah. people knew just what they were doing because oh, on the regular cover, it's just Josh. On the deluxe edition, I mean, they made a second cover because they know what Bill's Mafia is going to do. That's they awesome. see how much they donate to charities at the drop of a hat. I will say this. I'm not going to be doing that. I'm not a cle- I, I've got an attic full of old football stuff that I'd love to get rid of. <laughs> Maybe I can help you out with that. Yeah, yeah. That's it for us today. We'll have Joel Corey, CBS Sports salary cap expert, joining us on the show tomorrow. We'll see you at one.